episode of Behind the Boxes. We've got a massive show coming up for you. We're going to review the Group 3 Golden Cup that was run last Sunday. We're also going to review the Group 2 Lismore Cup that took place on Tuesday evening. Big night there at Labrokes Park. Lismore, we're going to talk about the Phoenix now. Greyhound Racing New South Wales has announced its outline for its concept for a Greyhound to earn a slot to go and race in the Phoenix where they will race for $750,000. Stacks more coming your way. As always, Timmy the Battler, Newball joins us on Behind the Boxes. How's the week been, buddy? Yeah, g'day, Duke. G'day, everyone. Been a pretty good week. I love all of this feature racing. As you just alluded to, the Goulburn Cup on Sunday. We had the Lismore Cup on Tuesday night. I know you were on track. Enjoyed all of that coverage through the social media platforms. Yeah, and as you just mentioned, the Phoenix as well. We've got the Top Gun. uh, Four greyhounds from New South Wales earning invitations into the Top Gun. So, gee, Duke, when you look back, I, I, I don't think it, I, I can't recall the last time New South Wales had such a big representation in both the Top Gun Sprint and the Top Gun Stayers. So, New South Wales right at the moment, I'll tell you what, we're on top of the world. We're flying with uh, the number of elite greyhounds in this state at the moment, and they're heading interstate in the next, what, six or eight weeks to uh, try and bring back those Melbourne riches. Yeah, we're going to discuss all that plus a lot more. First up, Batlake. Greyhound Racing New South Wales this morning has announced uh, its concept for a greyhound to earn a slot in the Phoenix. So what it is is that five greyhounds have been given a nomination. They are Zipping Kyrgios, who took out the Group 2 Blacktop, uh, Bandit, Nell, the, Bandit Ned, the Group 1 Vic Peters. Uh, we have got Cashview winning the Lismore Cup, uh, Light and Lily with the Peter Mossman, and WOW taking out the Golden Cup. So they're five. We're going to get another five that will be selected by a panel here at Greyhound Racing New South Wales. We're going to give those 10 dogs to the Daily Telegraph, who will then do a major campaign. I'm talking a huge campaign, exposing Greyhound Racing for all its great things. A public vote will determine which Greyhound earns the slot from Greyhound Race in New South Wales. They'll then race in the Phoenix, but even better, Battler, one of the readers from the Daily Telegraph will be given that dog as such in the basis that if that dog wins the Phoenix, they will earn $50,000. I think it's great. It's so left of centre. What do you want to do? Just run a heat series final? Oh, sorry, other places are doing that. How about we do something different and get different eyeballs on the industry? I love that idea, Duke. I work for Greyhound Racing New South Wales. People out there will say, oh, of course you do, Newbold. Uh, you know, that goes with the territory. Uh, the Phoenix was designed to attract a different audience, something out of left field. And this is what he, we are trying to do at Greyhound Racing New South Wales, linking with the Daily Telegraph, one of the most read papers in the country. Uh, it'll be, you know, a, a, a week long. Uh, campaign basically from when voting opens and and when greyhounds or 10 greyhounds are announced and you can't tell me people who aren't right into greyhound racing or even racing with an opportunity to win $50,000 Duke people are going to get involved I'm not sure what some of the other competitions you know with the rugby league or or whatnot and how much prize money is up for grabs with all of those you know fantasy leagues and everything like that but 50 grand it's remarkable money for someone out there to try and get on board. And you can imagine if they happen to, uh, their, their selection is the eventual uh, 
slot holder for, for, for Graham Racing New South Wales. Do you think they're not going to be telling everyone they know, oh, listen, I've got an opportunity to win 50 in this Greyhound race uh, down in the Meadows on December 18. It's, it's, I think it's a great idea. You're going to get so many different, so many different eyeballs on the sport. It's about promoting the sport. And this was what this race was designed for. As you just said, you know, it could run heats, finals. But to me, this is something different and you're going to a newer audience and that is what the race is about. Look at what they've done with the Everest Duke. Um, yeah. uh, when they were talking, I think uh, a couple of weeks ago, the crowd, the majority were all under 30. Um, and that's what the Everest was designed for, to get a, a different demographic, not like the Melbourne Cups and you know, the Doncasters. They were going for a new audience. They've attracted that. And I think in time, the Phoenix, uh, if you know, other slot holders look to promote the way I think we are at Greyhound Race New South Wales, you are going to get that new audience. Yeah, and look, our wagering data tells us that 18 to 30-year-old predominantly, they're the ones that are really driving this upsurge in turnover as far as Greyhound Racing in New South Wales is concerned. News Corp, they've been great supporters of Greyhound Racing mm. for many, many years. I go back to when the ban or the proposed ban came in. Andrew Clonell, who was their chief political writer, he was an absolute ally to us. Uh, Benny English is now the editor of the Daily Telegraph. Um, he, he's been to a number of functions at Wentworth Park for feature events when they were allowed. They've been a great partner for us. They streamed our coverage a couple of weeks. Mm. We've done a deal with them. They will promote Greyhound Racing to the rank and file. Their digital uh, footprint uh, through News Limited is huge. And this is what we want. We want new people to come into the game. And we're going to give someone the chance to win 50 large. Um, and, and think of the exposure we're going to get. I think it's a terrific idea. So you work from, I'm contracted to GRNSW. We tossed around a million ideas. Mm. Let's say every feature race we do, it's heats, semis, final, whatever. Let's think outside the square. Let's do something different. I think it's great. The tabs announced they've, uh, they've teamed up with Jason Thompson. Um, you've got all the other slot holders running different uh, different variations of uh, earning, uh, you know, Greyhound to earn a slot into the Phoenix. We are the ones that have gone out on a limb and done something different. Yeah, exactly, Duke. And, and I had a, I've had a couple of people say, oh, you know, we've got the five dogs already selected. Uh, they're all informed. They've won group races in the last five or six weeks. They earned their slot, Timmy. They earned their nomination. It, exactly right. But go through them. Bandit Ned, he's an absolute rocket. 29.5 at Woolworth Park. Yeah, the best in New South Wales yeah. in Australia. Yeah, blew, blew them away in the Vic Peters. Uh, wow, freak. Um, Cashview, outstanding Lismore Cup um, victory. And he's probably racing, uh, you know, uh, as good as any greyhound in, in, in New South Wales. Um, and um, Zipping Kyrgios uh, and Lighter Lily. Now, she she won the Group 1 Peter Mossman. She's probably going to lift have to lift to another level if she actually earned the slot. But uh, the other five greyhounds, oh, off the top of my head, Duke, I'm just trying to think, you know, you've probably got your Zulu warlords who would be in the mix and, um, you know, uh, good odds cash and those type of greyhounds. So in the end, you're going to have 10 elite greyhounds and anyone which I think, earns the slot in the end is selected by the the uh, the public voting system as going to be a very very worthy new south wales representative for yeah. mine three of those dogs battler i've got no doubt they are the best three dogs mm. in new south wales if not i don't look it's hard to say australia but definitely new south oh. wales. zipping kiros wow and bandit net yep. bandit net's the x factor because yep. he's a young dog but he just he just continues to yep to jump every single hurdle that Andy puts in front of him. Yep. Al won the 2020 Tem Lee. G 
Steel Group, one went at Zipping Kiros, out of this world at the moment. So that is the Phoenix concept. You can read all about it at Greyhound Racing New South Wales, thedogs.com.au, or through our great partner, uh, News Corp, uh, with the Daily Telegraph. So uh, full details will be announced. They've, we've got a story in the paper there today. Uh, you will see and read all about that. In, the in a half page, Duke, in the paper today, just announcing what we are going to do. So wait till the actual campaign kicks off in a few weeks' time with, you know, all of the 10 greyhounds selected and, and the voting, which uh, will take place after. So, yeah, I, I, think, it's, I think it's a great promotion. It'll, it'll, it'll put greyhound racing uh, out there to the, to the rank and file. Let's wind the clock back to last Sunday afternoon. It was a big day at Goulburn, the feature event. The Group 3 Golden Cup final and the favourite was Wow. Racing in the cup, clear last out was Sonny Goke and Wow's exploded out of the boxes. Straight to the lead now over Derry Express is going to get the assist straight behind him. Two lengths to casual glance Mr. Tigger, trouble at Mill. They were followed by Ritz O'Donnell, Covery of Dreaming and Sonny Goke. Wow the leader to the corner Derry Express is asking the question Wow responds on the outside Wow surges away now from Derry Express and casual glance and misses Wow, he's the, one of the best in the country well, simply superb. Danielle, congratulations. Golden Cup winner, you must be over the moon. Yeah, he went awesome. Very happy for the time and just the fact he jumped so well and just, you know, 1066 second sections flying. So, How does it feel for you personally? You know, your mum's won this race a couple of times. It's your local feature and you must be pretty happy. Yeah, no, it's a, a nice nice one to win. Um, it took us a very long time to win the first Golden Cup we won. Uh, we And we've also had a few seconds in it, so, yeah, it's good. Tell me what it means to, to train a dog like this. Um, he's yeah, he's an easy dog to train. It's more probably just the nerves get to you a bit and just the pressure. Um, but he just puts in all the time and he's a beautiful dog at home. How's, how's the week been for you, um, just in terms of that? Yeah, everyone, the expectations, Goldman Cup favourite, Box Four, that sort of thing. How have you handled? I don't read anything or look at anything. So yeah, it's just another race. You just got to treat it as another race and do the same thing with him. You don't change his routine or do anything different. Have you ever ever had a dog like him? Oh, probably not. No, <laughs> not, one, not me personally. Um, no, he's very fast. He's, very, he's just a beautiful dog too. Any thoughts? What's next? Well, hopefully the Top Gun, but we'll probably go into Melbourne Cup heats for sure. Um, he doesn't have to go into prelude. He's exempted from winning the Temley. So, simply outstanding battler, less than a length off his track record. There, Danny Omatic over the moon. Uh, Forty-four starts now, twenty-seven wins, twelve minors. A tick over $400,000 in earnings. Three track records, two group ones, two Goulburn Cups, a Gosford Cup, uh, runner-up, a gallant runner-up in the Golden Easter Egg this year. He's a freak of an animal. He began beautifully. It was good night, nurse. There was a bit of a, a pot around for him prior to the race, I, I'm led to believe, and betting suggested that. He was a $1.80 out to around, I think, 1.230, 2.40, might have even got to 2.50 around the traps, But which surprised me. I thought he, his right price was around the $1.80 mark because I think you're betting on how he began. And he began like he did prior, the week prior. When he gets out uh, like that, Duke, there aren't too many greyhounds in the nation who could match him, particularly over the 440 metres. He's got that explosive early speed and he's strong over that journey, Duke. Uh, he is just a ripping greyhound, borderline champion. As far as I'm concerned, uh, Ruth and Daniel Maddock have done a, a remarkable job with him. Uh, had plenty of pressure when he, he entered their kennels, but uh, they've done a tremendous job. And don't forget Karina Britton, who had him in the early days. She'd done, she done all, the, all the, the donkey work, for, for want of a better term. 
term, I guess. Uh, uh, but now it's, it's just great to see him going so well. And, oh, gee, he's going to be very hard to beat when he goes down to the top gun at the Meadows in a few weeks' time. Yeah, sure will. Now, the other feature event at Goulburn on Sunday afternoon was the Fireball. The favourite was more sauce. Racing now, more sauce but come out midfield. Father Rick got away quickly. Manila Beast going to get a clear run. Sizzle Fly the outside. More sauce is out the back. Father Rick holds the lead from Sizzle Fly. Three lengths to Radiation. Manila Beef Capal. They're followed by Snipes and more sauce but in the straight. Father Rick has dropped the second dog. Sizzle Fly and it's Father Rick's fireball. Congratulations on the fireball win. You must be absolutely thrilled. We are over the moon. Uh, he's certainly a talented dog. That record speaks for itself, but that was a pretty impressive win. Yeah, no, he's a good little dog. He's very, um, very honest, as these record shows. I think that's six on the bounce, I think. Mm. Yeah, no, he goes all right. Was this a race you guys looked at and targeted? Yes, yeah. Before we step him up, this was the one, yeah. Sharon, how do you feel? A successful owner? Oh, yes, I'm ecstatic. I'm very, very happy. He's a, he's a very good dog. I guess it makes it better too, the fact that you guys bred the dog as well. Yeah. Yes. We bred Absolutely. his mother, grandmother. Yes. A lot. <laughs> we get a little bit emotional when we win a final. I was going to say, does it, does it ever get old winning finals? No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't get old. It really it's been, doesn't. It's been a fair while between drinks though, let me tell you. Yeah. A, a good one like this. Yeah. <laughs> well, you have to make it a good drink there. <laughs> <laughs> 11 starts now for seven wins and three seconds for Father Rick, uh, owned and trained by two of the loveliest people you'll ever meet in Greyhound Racing in Ray and Sharon Webster. But Battler, he ran 1960. I just want to take you through his breeding because we're going to look at the breeding of another young dog in a, in a couple of minutes' time. Fernando Bale out of Lagoon Prissy. The grandmother is Lagoon Luana, who won the 2013 Ladies Grace. So that breeding line goes all the way back to Bruce and Julie Fletcher's Ty Magic and Lawrence Desire. Ray and Sharon have had so much success with their with their line. And it's so great to see them back with another really good dog. Yeah, I know the Lagoon dogs really well. I've followed them pretty much all of the time I've been in Greyhound Racing. I've always loved Ray and Sharon as trainers. Um, and Lagoon Loana, she was good to me. I 2013, I don't think it was that far back, but uh, geez, I had some nice wins on her over the time. But I'll tell you the best part about that was that interview, uh, which was conducted by Mick Cowley after, after the race. Ray and Sharon did not take the smile off their face for the entire interview. It was outstanding. It was one of the most enjoyable interviews I've watched for so long. Sharon, a beaming, beautiful smile. Ray couldn't take the smile off his face too. Uh, yeah, as you mentioned, six on the trot now. He's won seven out of 11. Um, I, I've got no doubt they'll step up to the 500 metres in time. But I'll tell you what, they're enjoying having a great run with him at the moment. One up the straight at Richmond. He's one on the on the big one-turn track. So he's versatile as well. But yeah, I, I love seeing that interview with Ray and Sharon. As you said, they are two of the loveliest, loveliest people you will ever meet in this sport. Yeah, and look, I remember they ran second behind Striker Light in yes. the 2017 Golden Easter Egg. Lagoon Jazzy. Lagoon Jazzy. Mm -hmm. And I, I interviewed Ray after the race. And he said, unbelievable. <laughs> yes. Just to run second. And he got beat ahead. Now, the difference was 250000 <laughs> or 50-odd for running second. But for Ray, it was just yeah. an enormous moment to run second in a race like that. So yeah. well done to them. I'm so happy for them. As I said, they're, they're lovely, lovely people, and they deserve all the success that they get. Now, Battler, on Tuesday night, I headed just up the road. It was nearly a local game for me. Yeah. Labrakes Park, Lismore. The Group 2 Lismore Cup, 
The favourite pre-post, Waz Lewis Rumble from box three. Cash View for Bobby Cook would start from box number one. Racing cash viewers out a lot better tonight. Lewis Rumble matches motors with him. These two youngsters go hammer and tong to the corner. Lewis Rumble takes over. Around them was Fire Legend into second. Next was Cash View. Behind those runners was Pelser. Drifting back was Mercy Dash Sleuth. And at the tail was Pike. Lewis Rumble's low under catch. He's three clear on Fire Legend. Here comes Cash View starting to storm home. Next was Pelser as they straighten. Lewis Rumble. Cash View's ploughing home. Lewis Rumble in front. Dying. Cashview, I reckon he might have got there. It's tight. Tell us how you're feeling, mate. Pretty good, Nick. <laughs> Take that off. Hey. That was a hard ride, wasn't it, Cookie? Yeah, <laughs> what are you thinking through that first turn? He was just oh, off the pace. He must have just got a little check there because I thought he was close enough there and went into the back and he was a bit further off. And a pensive wait for that photo finish, Cookie. <laughs> it was good. Hey, Tammy, all those late nights and early mornings? Totally worth it. <laughs> Totally worth it. And it doesn't hurt to spoil them, not one bit. No, it was enormous, Dick. What happened during that first turn? He lost quite a few lengths there. And... He began a lot better tonight. Yeah, he shocked me, actually. <laughs> Hit the rail in that run of the first turn, copped a little bit of pressure, and down the back straight, Cookie's five behind Lewis Rumble. What was going through your head at that point in time? Yeah, toss up, is he close enough? <laughs> is he close enough? That was sort of more to it. I guess the one thing with this dog is he certainly knows where the winning post is, mate. Yeah, no, that's it. he's very strong. Look, his heat win was terrific. But to win that final, giving Lewis Rumble five down the back, hit the rail at that first turn we heard in the interview with Cookie that I did with him directly after the race. Um, just an enormous runner. And look, Cookie's really turned him around. He brought him down to Grafton. It's a quite a lure at Grafton. Um Holds the track record there over the 450 metres. It was funny because I spoke to Mark Moroni after the race and he said, mate, he said, down the bow, through the catching pen, he said, I was rubbing my hands. He said, and then I realised Lewis Rumble's in front of me and Casper's behind me. He's a thought, couple behind. You know, but again, another home-bred mm. uh, raw ability. It's, it's uh, raw ability's first group win uh, as a sire. Cash Pot is Cookie's Breed. Uh, there's a couple of others in the litter. Um, Cash Stack, who's now racing in New Zealand, he ran third in the Dave Brett Memorial. And Cash Bandit for, um, for Nev and, and Nicholas Hand. Um, he's won three of his last four. He's won his last two at Grafton. Nick's actually a, an aspiring young race caller and does a really good job. But again, when you look at that run on Tuesday night, Battler, it was just, I, I just, down the back, I thought he can't beat him. Yeah. Well, Duke, and I didn't have an uh, interest as far as betting in the race. Uh, after box rise, the way he got out, he was unbeatable. Uh, first turn, he's going to park a length behind Lewis Rumble. But then, as you said, he hit the running rail. Then he then he checked off Fire Legend, who came across and cut him off. And next minute, he's gone from probably a length off Lewis Rumble and unbeatable, unbeatable in the run, to five or six behind, work into the back straight. Now, you know Lewis Rumble's going to run 29.6. So near mathematically impossible to run him down when you're giving him six unless you've got that freakish type of a finish which cashview has got uh, i still thought lewis rumble would win in the run on the home turn i still thought he'd just sling it and just get get in slide in but that last 20 or 30 meters 
Uh, he was launching Cashview, and he, he got up in the, the final strides. It, it was a it was a phenomenal win, Duke. Um, Lewis Run, Rumble, he was gallant. Uh, he, he's a, he's a high speed grey, and I guess he's probably got to be in contention along with Fire Legend Duke when we're talking the Phoenix and those other five um, greyhounds which will need to be selected. Those probably greyhounds are going to be somewhere in the mix as well as uh, the ones we mentioned earlier earlier on. So. Yeah, it was a tremendous Lismore Cup. Good to see a good little crowd there. And uh, yes, I said, enjoyed all of the coverage too. I'll give you a wrap there, Duke. You, you did oh, well. Thanks, not, not too bad. Yeah, uh, thanks. <laughs> um, again, talk about lovely people. I've known Cookie for a long while and we had a lot of success with a bitch I race called Zipping Olympia before she went cray-cray in the latter part of her career. Um, Tammy, who we referred to as Tammy Cook, it's actually Tammy Simpson, which is Peter Simpson's sister. Um, Tammy's mother... Is a was a legend up here as far as training dogs was concerned. Everyone you speak to, if you talk about Lila, she was an absolute genius with a dog. And I can tell you that, like, Tammy's the one that does all the work around the yeah. kennels. I spoke to them this morning, um, Thursday morning. Um, they they wanted they heard about the Phoenix that he'd been given a slot, and you only had to see that emotion when I, I got Cookie after the race when he found out he won, and then I got Tammy down when yeah. she was bringing the dog back. And, and again, such lovely people, mate. They it is so good to see them win races like that, you know. Yeah, and I, I love what I, th I think you're there. She said, Oh, that makes the, the the long nights or the late nights and the early mornings worthwhile when you win those feature race, races. We we spoke about Sharon and, and Ray, they were elated uh, earlier, but you could tell Tammy and, and Cookie they, they were absolutely thrilled to take out that race on Tuesday night. And that's what it's it all a, about, you. It's just it it's what it's about. And I, I get a thrill when you're looking. You know, some people, you know, it's not group one races mean a lot more to, I think, different people, how you, you sort of, you know, I'm not group one races, group races, you know, some people, you know, they, they, they knock up winning group races, you know, uh, over the years, but you know, that you could just tell that meant so much to them being a local cup as well, Duke. So yeah, it was fantastic to see. Uh, the big racing continued. Let's, Backtrack a night, one night to uh, Monday just gone. The Future Stars finalists, as I said last week, I rate this uh, in the same category as the Grafton Maiden Classic. And this was Frankie Hurst tithes at Bind. Racing in the final, Kitty Keane came out beautifully, tried to get across, good on Zach. Out from the top was Ties that bind, back in behind them, Blue Zephyr. Then came Jetta, breakback, Ibrox Wildfire, wanted to get up the track, Buzz Junkie and Dukas Diesel on the side. Kitty Keane leads the way, Ties that bind all over the back of it. Kitty Keane in front, Ties that bind's going to launch late, got the final. Terrific win there, Battler sat just off the early speed. Now we, we talk about breeding, um, and of course Frankie won... Uh, the 2018 running of the Future Stars with Good Odds Arata. Um, Ties the Bind by the great Fernando Bale out of Good Odds Megan. Now, Good Odds Megan's grandmother was Solar Pack. Her great grandmother was Tiffy. Megan was a litter sister to Feral Frankie and Good Odds <laughs> Arata. Talk about being bred in the purple, mate. Oh, handily bred, eh? Uh, yeah. Um, and uh, the other greyhound in the race uh, for Frank Goododds, uh, Zach, he had no luck. He was actually race favourite. He got checked by um, uh, the kennel mate uh, down the side. So, uh, fortunately for Frankie Ties, the bond was just a little too strong. But, yeah, impeccably bred. Uh, they're going to have a heck of a lot of uh, fun with this litter, uh, Duke. Um, as you said, Goododds Harada won it in 2018. Zipping Kyrgios won the race, Future Stars, last year. So, 
Uh, the who's who of Greyhound Racing have won the Future Stars over the years. It's always been a great race. It's a, it's a fantastic track for young greyhounds uh, to start off their career in Maitland. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure a number of those greyhounds. The runner-up, Kitty Keen, uh, was terrific. I only run down on the latter stages. It'll knock up winning races over the 4, 450 around, around the tracks. Whether it gets out to 500 down the tracks, another matter. Uh, Blue Zephyr was a greyhound I highlighted he uh last week on the show I, I think he's a real talent i think he can go through his grades as well so yeah it'll be a strong form race without a shadow of a doubt the future stars this year duke yeah all right let's talk about the top gun the uh, meadows have announced the fields for the top gun new south wales heavily represented it's a real state of origin feel as far as the sprint series is concerned we have banded ned jungle juice uh, wow and zipping curios now as far as the top gun stays are concerned uh, we have got Miss Esme, Stanley Road, and Super Estrella. Sipping Naseko is a reserve for that. That ra- Those races will be held on Saturday week, the 6th of November. Obviously, box draws are going to be oh so critical, Battler. Um, but again, it's good to see them, again, rewarding a dog like Banded Net. Uh, rewarding dogs like Wow, Zipping, Kyrgios, um, Jungle Juice. He went there last Saturday night, ran best tonight. Yeah, he's back in form, but we're going to take a stack of beating. I say we collectively, New South Wales, of course. Yeah, Duke, um, as you just mentioned, and they're all in form. They're all flying. You know, Jungle Juice coming back from a freshen up. He was outstanding uh, winning there on, on, uh, on Saturday night. He, he didn't begin all that well, but geez, didn't he whistle? through that first section in the dry to the first turn, then he just cut and run and off he, off he went. It's great to see him back. Wow, we've spoken about him zipping curios. We know what he's capable of. He did trial 29.86 on Saturday night around the Meadows. Handy run first look at the track, Duke. And Bandit Ned, uh, absolute rocket. There's no doubt uh, Andy will, uh, I'm sure, go down and trial him before the race. Uh, yeah, box draws are going to play a big part, as they do in all of these Group 1 sprint races. But, yeah, it's an intriguing race. Really looking forward to it. And I know you've been on the Top Gun panel in the past. Can you recall when the last time we would have had half the field, New South Wales, in the race? I truly, I probably go back 20 years, you know, watching the Top Gun closely. I can't recall... Uh, New South Wales having 50% of the field in probably 20 years. And let me tell you about it, it was always a struggle to get New South Wales dog, mm. unless they're absolute standouts, because the Victorians are, are extremely parochial. Mm. Um, I remember when I battled and battled and battled to get Mint Magic in uh, for Ray yeah. Watson. Came out one by 15. God bless her. God bless her. I love I love Mint Magic. I, like I remember, she was probably the last dog selected, and I, yeah. I'd been on the top gun panel, you know, for years. Mm. But it was always a struggle. But the thing is, these dogs do pick themselves. Um, look, I don't follow uh, Victorian racing or um, you know interstate racing as closely as I used to. All mm. our focus is obviously on New South Wales, but. I want to ask you about the run of Miss Esme. She went around the three-dog field over the 700 there last Saturday, beaten a long, long way by Zach Sanity. I, I, tried, I tried to get hold of um, Jack, but I had no luck. What did you make of that? Oh, she was disappointing. Uh, there's no doubt in the world. Um, you know, is it a case she might have been a little bit flat? She'd had, you know, a campaign, uh, Sydney Cup tough campaign. Uh, she she went into that series and she was outstanding in the final. Um, a week later, 
down to Melbourne, travel. Look, I think you can make excuses. She's better than that. We know that. She ran 41-7, winning a Sydney Cup. And she beat, arguably, the, the best days in the nation on that particular night. She was disappointing, no doubt in the world. She'll bounce back. She's too uh, too good, Duke. She's, she, she's a ripper. Um, Stanley wrote, he's ticking along nicely in Super Australia. Oh, geez, she's just, she just keeps on going to that next level. Uh, she was tremendous at Winnie Park on, on Saturday night, uh, upstaging Stanley Road. So, uh, again, Duke, uh, we've got three runners uh, in, in the stayers. And I'll tell you what, we are going to go very quick. Could even run the try. Who knows? Yeah, and, of course, uh, Stanley Road won the Fanabale Superstayers there. Um, mm. so he's, he's got the runs on the board at the Meadows as well. Miss Esme, obviously, the one on on the up, along with Super Estrella. And Zach Sanity was impressive last week uh, when winning that three-dog race. But you're right, Battler, we're, we're in it up to our ears as well. So that Top Gun uh, is run on the 6th of November and uh, the Box Drive then comes out next week. Now, of course, Battler, one of our most popular segments here on Behind the Boxes each and every week is what's hot and what is not. What's hot for you this week? Uh, Frank and Tracy Hurst, gee, they are having one hell of a run at the moment. They, we've just mentioned, they won the Future Stars with tyres uh, that bind on uh, on Monday night. They then backed it up on Tuesday night and they won a heat of the GBOTA uh, Phoenix Series at Bulleye with Sound of Silence. Frank has gone to the races 13 times, of, of his last 13 times to the races, 13 starters. Nine winners, Duke, 69%. And you can actually sort of go back, go back to the beginning of, you know, October um, across Tracy and Frank, across, you know, in both of their names, they've had 10, uh, you know, 18 starters, 10 winners. Uh, go back even further to early August, you know, 32 starters, 17 winners. You know, so basically from about August, they've been 55% and above now, 69% in the last, you know, couple of weeks. So Tracy and Frank Hurst having a red hot run at the moment. If you, if you, if you uh, see their name in the race book, you can certainly, uh, you can certainly have a bet knowing the greyhounds are flying at the moment. And again, we've said it a few times on this show, but two lovely, lovely people too. Yeah. And again, Battler, you're right there. It's, it's about, you know, people with skin in the game, I guess. Um, and Frank and Tracy, they've been there, they've done that, they've had good for a number of years and, and they just continue to produce the goods. So, again, it's, it's, it's no surprise, but it's always great to see it happen mm. um, because sometimes, you know, the, the rub of the green just goes against you. So, um, well done to them. I'll tell you what's top for me, Battler. Um, no surprise, but it's just the quality of racing at the moment um, mm. and the thrilling races that we're getting. You know, if we go back to that, that group one night, the Sydney Cup, outstanding race. Banded Ned comes out, goes bang. Light and Lily caused a major upset. Wow wins the Goulburn Cup. You know, Cashview wins the Lismore Cup. I'm just excited that we're getting back to some sort of normality, mate. Um, there was a little crowd there at Lismore on, on Tuesday. Obviously, people have to be double vaccinated to get in. But just since this, this, this upsurge now in, you know, in enthusiasm, people being able to get out, live normal lives, being able to do things that they were able to do now nearly, you know, two years ago. Um, and that's the thing that's probably most exciting for me at the moment. Yeah, I concur it is. And you can just tell even in Sydney, people are getting out and about and there's a bit of a, a buzz compared to, you know, we're all locked down a few weeks ago and 
you know, just try to get over the line and get get out. Uh, of course, it'll all open up December 1 uh, when, you know, everyone can basically go back on track. So, and yeah, the racing at the moment, it, it's just it's just red hot. And, you know, right across the board, we've just spoken about how many good dogs we've got in New South Wales. That good, we've got half the top gun field and we can't remember the last time that has happened. So I think if you're a New South Welshman right now, you should be happy with how we're travelling. Our dogs are performing uh, well uh, on the big stages um, and um, yeah, all of it. Good to see, you know, New South Wales owners and trainers earning some of the big money on offer. All right. Let's try and find a winner for our listeners and our viewers. Where, what have you found this for us this week, Batla? I ha- heading to Maitland on Monday evening, found a greyhound by the name of Irrational. Now uh, he's beautifully bred by Barsha Bale at a Big Butters. And she was a she was a tremendous bitch. She was versatile over the five, six, and seven hundred meters. Uh, she made a uh, a million dollar chase final there at one stage too at Whitworth Park. Uh, so look, he's well bred, but gee, I was impressed with what he did. He was only fairly away, and then he, he just punched up on the rails and uh, he, he just knuckled down on the latter part. And he was strong to the line, running twenty five nineteen over the four hundred and fifty meters at Maitland. Now he'll be better when he does get back over further ground he did win at richmond a few weeks ago duke running 30 and 55 run home time of 1505 so that's that's a powerful run home time so there's no doubt when he gets back up to the 500 meters and no doubt 600 and who knows 700 meters down the track but i think he's he's a greyhound with above average ability and i think you should be following him through as he as he races through the grades yeah, my greyhound to follow Battler is a greyhound by the name of She's a Pearl, which is uh, trained by Pete Sims. And She's a Pearl won uh, at Wentworth Park on Wednesday evening, uh, going 29.92. She's now won the last two there. She ran 30 and 17, two starts back. She's by Aston DB out of She's Impetuous. Um, Pete didn't have a lot of luck uh, with She's Salacious, who... Made the final. She was the uh, favourite for the Group 1 Peter Mossman Oval. She suffered uh, a terrible injury at Wentworth Park. Uh, actually, she'd broken a leg. She was being operated on, I think I spoke to Pete on Monday night. She was being operated on maybe Tuesday. Um, so sad news for the connections there with uh, She's Salacious. But She's a Pearl. She's another Greyhound battler. She just, she's got great early speed, which I love. She just keeps going to that next little level up and down, mate. You know, she, she's a greyhound that is definitely on the rise. Yeah, I totally agree, Ju. Uh, just keeps on going to that next uh, level when she needs to. She's a reliable beginner. You've got that early speed. Now, whenever you contest any feature races anywhere, if you can run that overall time uh, over the 500 metres of the quick times, you're going to be very hard to beat and you're going to be always a genuine chance in, in the feature races with those racing traits, Ju. Uh, yeah, that high speed will will put her into the picture more often than not. So, no, I, I agree. She, she's one on the rise, and she was very good when she won that night uh, on the uh, Sydney Cup night, Vic Peters night, uh, when she took out the last race from box five too. So, no, she, she's quite talented. Yeah. So, again, uh, she's a pearl is mine to follow. Commiserations uh, in regards to she's salacious. Now, Battler, it's not the rumour file this week. It's going to be the questions that we can pose, right? So, I've mm. got to say, I've been approached by two very prominent people, uh, two very prominent trainers in the last couple of weeks. And the background to this is that in thoroughbreds, uh, horses race with a whole host of different uh, gear. Um, so it can be a tongue tie, 
can be blinkers, can be winkers, can be a nose roll, can be earmuffs, can be earplugs. Harness racing again, they've got earplugs. So one of the one of the very prominent trainers posed the question to me, why do we not allow greyhounds to race with earplugs? And the basis of it was, he's got a very, very smart young chaser um, who plays up terribly in the boxes, right? Mm. So they went to a trial track, registered trial track, they trialled the dog with earplugs in, dog came out under the lids. Mm. Took him back the next week, earplugs in, out underneath the lids. Took him to a race the next week, Lewis starts, hears the noise, goes Burko in the boxes, falls out four behind them. So obviously it would need to be in the same criteria as far as a greyhound wearing blinkers, needs to be approved by stewards, needs to have a stewards trial to permit them to race in them and likewise to have them removed from them. I think it's got a lot of merit. I'd be interested to hear what you think and also what other trainers think as well. Yeah, interesting thought, Duke. First time I've really ever come across it. But look, I, I wouldn't have any drama at all with it, providing, you know, you've got a uh, trial in, in, in earplugs uh, in front of stewards and then it is then noted in the race book if they're in or they're coming out. So putters know if there's some sort of a gear change, like they do in the thoroughbreds, you know, as you just alluded to, winkers, blinkers, you know, earmuffs, you know, they're, they're all, you pick up a steward's report at the horses for that that, that day and there's a stack of gear changes. So I, I can't see uh, any reason why it probably couldn't be looked at and implemented. Just got to have the right protocols in place that everyone knows what's, going on as far as putters they've got to be made aware they are the lively you know um behind the industry you know, without the putters we haven't got you know the, the wagering turnover hence prize money and prize money at the levels we've got at the moment so yeah it's uh, i think there's there is plenty of merit in that it's a, as, as i just said it was the first time i've ever sort of had it mentioned but uh yeah i think it's something worth pursuing anyway uh if, if it, it's all about consistency uh as far as you know greyhounds are concerned and if you can get dogs beginning much better than what they generally do if that's part of the reason why they're going crazy in in, in the boxes and earplugs ear can make a difference well I, I think it's worth, definitely worthwhile looking at yeah i think it's got a stack of merit again as say you just need to put the the criterias in place and that but as everyone knows we all know if we've had dogs and that you know it's that that 9 10 11 12 seconds when the lure takes off quite often you'll see the dogs pre that and mm. they're just nice and placid right and then as soon as the lure starts, they hear it. They're obviously getting mm. more excited. They, you know, some of them pour, some of them jump up and down. But as so, a very, very prominent trainer uh, brought this up with me. And again, I think it's got great merit. We're actually going to pass it on to Gwick, um, mm. to Steve Griffin and his team there to get their feedback on it. But I can tell you, I reckon a lot of people will be sitting back now going and nodding their heads saying, yeah, I, it's certainly something that should be looked at. So... Not the rumour file, but the questions that we pose here on. <laughs> we just bring up different stuff every week, aren't we? Oh, we are. We're yeah. just moving forward with this show. Yeah. What are we going to talk about next week? It'll be interesting. Episode 12. Wow, three months. Really? 12? Yeah. Only because I've got the rundown in front of me that says episode 12. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, the funeral for Paul Wheeler will be held on Monday, November 1st, uh, down at Young. I'm sure uh, it will be a you know, a massive gathering. Uh, I think they're streaming to the harness racing track as well. So mm -hmm. our thoughts are with Jan, Brendan and, and uh, the entire Wheeler family on what will be a very sad occasion. Uh, the Pop Northfield Maiden, it's being run and won today at Casino. We're recording this uh, Thursday morning. So this afternoon, the Pop Northfield Maiden will be on this Sunday battle. We've got heats at the Albert Gleeson 
Jacaranda Maiden in memory ah. of my great mate Albert. Um, haven't seen the fields just yet. Uh, hopefully we've got a good roller, but it's an $8,000 to the winner race. And on Sunday week, uh, we're going to have a drink for Albert because some of the money that we raise, we apportion some of it to, to celebrate Albert's life. So there's money going on the bar at uh, Grafton on Sunday week. But as I said last week, I'm going to be scouring these fields because I've been told a couple yeah. of dogs are told fast. I, I promise. I yeah. Promise. I'll yeah. let you know. Yeah, don't forget, uh, don't lose my uh, number on Sunday morning. Uh, as I mentioned the other week, Derby Day on Saturday, like best day of racing, you know, and the thoroughbreds as far as I'm concerned of the year. Big fields looking at a big tank and we can just roll it over into Grafton on Sunday night. Just You've just got to get all those trials, Duke, and, uh, you know, see what we can do, eh? I, I promise, I, I will tell you. I, I yeah, tell everyone else as well, but no. Yeah, yeah, I'll get told. Yeah, tipping this, and it's already been five fifty to two twenty in the morning. Ever give up two... early, battler? Yeah, always let always let the owners and trainers get on first, and then you can step in. <laughs> um, so yeah, so the heats this Sunday final on Sunday week, and uh, uh, Maxine uh, Albert's mum, she'll be there along with George, a partner, uh, Pete Leeson. The brother, his brother is based in Queensland. He's hoping to be able to get down with an exemption from media. Mm. Um, so hopefully he will be down there. And it'd be just great to again celebrate uh, life for a guy who is absolute yeah. rough. I, I'd never I'd never met him, Duke, uh, but everyone you spoke to, uh, larger than life character, uh, lovely, lovely man. So uh, yeah, as I said, I never had the pleasure of, uh, of meeting, but I've, I've spoken to a number of people who had, and uh, yeah, uh, nothing but kind words to say. He'd just be filthy next week when we're having a drink, but he's not here. <laughs> Can't blame him for that. The old FOMO. <laughs> it's been a huge week. It's going. We're, again, we're leading into that part of the year where we've got, you know, such big races coming up. Um, you know, it's it's so exciting. Let's say. It, we, we're getting back to some stage, some part of the normality back one. Yeah, we are, Duke. And I think it's a, it's a good time of year too. It's warming up everywhere. So I think everyone's got a bit of a, a spring in our step at the moment. Well, I certainly have anyway after, after lockdown for whatever, three or four months, whatever it's been. So yeah, it is. And the racing's just beginning to hot up and we've got an exciting, you know, the build up to the Phoenix will be fantastic. Uh, we've got other, you know, feature races here in New South Wales trickling away. We've got the Group 1 Dapto Megastar, which is coming up in, in early December too. So I'm sure, uh, you know, we'll get a lot, all of the big guns heading toward that race too so yeah exciting times ahead Duke all right mate I'll catch you next week here on behind the boxes battler looking forward to it Duke we'll do it all again eh? all right and hopefully you can join us as well until next week good luck good punning I'm Mark Duclos bye for now